Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas LaPlante. Welcome back, everybody. It's a new week. I am actually adulting hard this week because I'm on time for my podcast, which is sometimes very few and far between. So I'm actually a couple of days early. Uh, Thomas is with me, my beautiful co-host. For those of you new to my podcast, Thomas is my plant and my co-host. He is the most beautiful boy in the world. Um, and I bought a new plant this week. It I bought, it's called an elephant ear. Um, and it's absolutely beautiful. So I have him actually next to me with Thomas. He's he's on the podcast for the first time. Uh, but also because I don't know where to put him. <laughs> so I buy these gorgeous plants going, oh, I want that in my house. I don't have one of those. And then realize that I don't have the actual space. Um, so he's on the podcast only because he doesn't have a home yet in my flat, but he will hopefully have a home soon. And Thomas will be the main view for every podcast always going forward. Um, I went and dyed my buddy's hair today. My beautiful friend, Ken, she, uh, you know, we've, we've been in lockdown for so long now that um, the regrowth is real guys. Um, you know, for, for, for those of you out there and the salon's only open in six more weeks time, I'm um, powering through. I'm going to stick with the long regrowth and the grays poking out and, 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 uh, but some of my mates are not waiting and Ken is one of them. She's decided to dye her hair. So I dyed her hair brunette for her today from, from the blonde that she is. And, We've had mixed reviews. Her mom didn't like it. Her dad did. My mom liked it. And I like it and Ken likes it. So she did a couple of TikToks to go along with it. So it was good fun if anybody wants to go and have a little look at her TikToks. I don't actually have a TikTok page. In front. Wait, I'm going to go into TikTok and check. Uh, hey. Hold on. Oh, sorry. I'm going into TikTok to look. At, um, so she's... What's her TikTok? Hold on. I'm going to find her TikTok quickly. Hold on. I've just run into TikTok to have a look. So she is... Now I can't find her while I'm looking for her. Uh, all right. What I'll do is I'll recommend Ken's TikTok next week and take the time to actually look for it in between everybody I follow. So let's not waste your guys' time while I try and find a TikTok. Um so yeah, other than that, what is news? What is news? I've been really quiet, to be honest. You know, we're still in lockdown in the UK. Haven't really been doing much. Um, I've been, you know what I have been seeing though a lot of is that people are fat grafting their face. And I'm seeing so many young kids do this on like actually weirdly TikTok of all places. And, you know, they're heading for it as, oh, this is what Kendall Jenner did. Now, I mean, I don't know if Kendall Jenner's, oh, not Kendall Jenner, uh, Kylie Jenner. I don't know if she's ever really um, admitted to that, to be fair. So I don't know where these girls are getting it from. Um, but it's also called, it's lipofilling or lipomodeling or fat grafting, as they call it. So it's a procedure where patients, they actually use your own fats. They'll like do like a bit of like lipo on your hips and sort of like tummy shaping. And then they use that fat in different parts of the body. So it's, I mean, it started probably like the 90s. It was a hit like headline for like the wrong thing, like a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift. So that's when they like suck up all the, the fat and then they put it in your bum. Um, 
so that's been a really, really, really like popular procedure. The only thing with that is that fat can also disappear. It doesn't always stay in all the right positions. So it's really, really hard to, um, somebody's just taking photos outside my flat. That's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> I've got sidetracked from squirrel. Um, so there's a lot of side effects and, you know, the risks of the fat um, ne ne necrosis as well. So what is a fat transfer operation? Probably the most important thing. So basically they remove fat through like a, a thin cannula and then um, the fat cells are washed and filtered and then the fat is re-injected back into the body. So depending on the area, depending on like the volumes of fat that transfer, they try and like keep it under control under general anesthetic and it can take up to two hours to do this procedure. Um, but patients can like kind of, you can wait up to like six months for like proper results from it as well. But one of the things that people are really doing at the moment is they're doing it in their face. Um, and they're basically like filling the crevices under their eyes. They're filling like lines and features like that. Um, and a lot of girls are doing it. I'm seeing lately, I'm seeing so many procedures on TikTok. And, um, you know, the side effects are bruising and swelling. You know, they can be like a temporary numb feeling. Um, the, the, the injectable sites can actually create like small scars. Um, but, you know, there's also like the, the death of the tissue. The tissue itself can die. It can create blockage of blood vessels. There can be hematomas or like pools of blood underneath the skin. Um, there can also be like scarring from it and uh, disfigurement and and distortions as well. So, you know, if you're if you're injecting fat into your face in particular, you know, there's there can also be overfilling. Fat can also like settle badly. It can maybe not settle at all. It's really really difficult to say how your body's going to react to it. Um, but I mean. <sighs> I do I recommend it don't I recommend it I think it's very hard for me to say I think you need to go and speak to like a surgeon I would recommend a BARP surgeon if you're going to and, and this is in the UK so the BARPs is the British Association of Aesthetics Plastic Surgeons and you can always find one of these surgeons I think go and speak to a medical professional if you're going to do it but the fact that all of these young girls are doing this procedure on Instagram it I mean not on Instagram on TikTok is really concerning because I think there's the culture where everybody copies each other. If your favorite TikTok is doing it, why, what, you know, I should be doing it. I just think there's, you know, I can't, I, because I'm not a trained medical professional, I cannot under any circumstances recommend surgery to anybody and be like, do this because I'm not a surgeon. I'm not trained as a surgeon. I haven't done the years of surgery. Um, and I think that these young girls don't actually realize the repercussions of it and like what they're recommending and how they're promoting it and like how kids look up to people. And, you know, when, when you're feeling alone, lonely, and you just want to be like somebody else, it's, it can be quite a dangerous thing to do. Um, but I'd love to have your opinion on it. You know, what are your thoughts on influences from your favorite celebrities and social media people uh i'd love to know what your guys thoughts are if you want to dm me you can do so on my instagram which is just gems podcast or um, my facebook group which is just gems podcast as well um but instagram you'll probably find me a lot better and most of you do i i get so many dms from you guys and i really do appreciate it um you know your your thoughts and your questions and like the conversations we have are really great and anything that you guys uh talk to me about i'm not a trade professional in any way i'm not a psychologist 
but some of you have reached out for advice and help and I really do appreciate it and I'm here if anybody does want to talk. Something very tragic happened in the UK this week um, and it's triggered a lot. Uh, if you're not from the UK and you live under a rock or maybe you're not aware of it, there was a, a young girl this week and very tragically um, a girl went missing, a, a girl named Sarah. And she walked home from an area called Clapham Common or Clapham Junction, I'm not sure where she was. And she was walking to an area called Brixton. And uh, she went missing on her walk home. And this young girl did everything right. She followed all the right rules to make sure that she was safe. Uh, I will be going through them. Uh, I think, let me go through them. So the, these are the things that they recommend um, for people, for girls that are walking home, ladies, adults, children, um, you know, for girls to walk home. And the tips to stay safe when you're walking is to wear appropriate footwear. You know, high heels or wedges are great for the dance floor. They're not great for, for walking home. And also if you need to flee in a hurry, you know, wearing suitable tackies or trainers um, is more realistic than like a, a pair of heels if you really need to, to, to get away. Um, stick in well-lit busy routes where people can see you. Don't walk through forests and walk through like dark alleyways. Stick to routes that are busy and well-lit and stay in areas that are densely populated with houses. So shortcuts through fields and alleys, uh, although it may be quicker, it, there's, there's always a risk that something's gonna happen to you. Phone a friend, call a relative, uh, chat while you're on your journey home and let them know where you are. Uh, a chat can not only calm the walker down, but also like make sure that you're safe and stay on the line chatting until you reach your destination. They don't text somebody and be like, I'm on my way. Um, but a chat can also welcome, like provide a little welcome walk home. And they say, keep your car keys in your hand. Use your car keys as a weapon between your fingers if you need to. You can punch somebody with your car keys and, and get away or keep your car keys in your hand so when you do get your front door, you can go straight in without fumbling in your handbag first. Um, carry a panic alarm or a whistle. If you think there's a chance that anybody's following in your route at any time, carry a panic alarm and make sure that you, you're easily reached and you're not distracted in case there is an incident as well and you feel threatened. Um, they say appear confident when you appear confident and less likely to be targeted. Even if you do feel a bit nervous, maintain the appearance of confidence and take easy strides and keep your eyes up and looking ahead. Always walk facing traffic to keep yourself visible and don't be afraid to make eye contact with people on your paths. They say use your phone as a flashlight. Uh, if you drop your keys on the way home or whatever the case is, use your, your fat flashlight. And one of the biggest advice that they say is never walk with headphones. Listening to your favorite song may be great to accompany you on the way home. But when you have headphones in, you cannot hear any distractions or if there's anything that's going to happen to you. You know, if there's people that are approaching you, somebody's following you, you won't hear it if you have earphones in. Um, plan your route, plan the direction in advance will always allow the project confidently when you walk and lessen the chance of finding yourself in a position where you're unsure of your surroundings. Um, and then they say avoid carrying multiple bags. There's a chance that you'll find yourself walking alone, try and carry less possessions. Having multiple bags will restrict your ability to respond to a situation as quickly as it may arise. Now, there is quite a lot going on. This has triggered a lot of women in the UK. Um, 
we're really angry, we're really upset. The, the case that they're talking about in this particular one, the girl was stopped along the way by a police officer who used the, the lockdown um, and her walking alone as a reason to approach her. And this officer kidnapped her. And unfortunately, they found her body later this week um, in builder's bags. And she was so, by the sounds of it, hurt. They haven't released the details, but the only way that they identified her was through her dental records. And it's so sad that a police officer was involved in this, not only because obviously, you know, the one the one place you should be able to seek safety is, is with the police, but it it's kind of created a bit of like a last straw for a lot of a lot of ladies. You know, why should we have to follow these rules when we are walking home? Um, why should we have to live in fear every time we live, we leave our houses? And they're saying, you know, you shouldn't walk home, it's not safe. Um, and then you see articles of a girl that's walking home, following all the right rules in sensible shoes in a bright color jacket, walking on like local roads, nowhere unsafe, and something severe happened to her. Um, unfortunately, I think it's triggered so many ladies is because this is our reality. Uh, I come from a country which is extremely safe, uh, unsafe, sorry, I should repeat that. Um, there is quite a severe amount of crime. We're raised to be aware of our surroundings, to not walk anywhere, to take, you know, drive our cars rather than walking because it's unsafe, you know. Um, you know, holding our keys in our hands as a weapon or carrying a rape, rape whistle, we shouldn't need to do that. And it's created this, why is it different to men? Why is it different? Why should men have to do this? And it's also created a hashtag called not all men. And I get that not all men are dangerous. Not all men are there to hurt you. Not all men are catcalling you and are going to harass you when you walk. But there's, I think it, I'm going to pull this as a reference, but, it, but because I'm making a point, I'm not trying to mix the two together. And I'm not trying to say that the two are related in any possible way, but when Black Lives Matter came out, it was more of not all white people are the same, but there is a level that now we need to be educated. We need to know better. We need to learn better. And we need to be informed of what the Black lives go through. This is what this has created. It's not all men. But what we're saying is that men need to be educated and informed. You know, if you're if your friends are catcalling a woman, they're harassing her at a bar, they're walking up to her and flirting with her when she doesn't want the attention, all of that counts as we don't want to be scared anymore. We shouldn't have to walk in fear. We shouldn't have, to, we should be able to get home without being murdered and hurt. And there's three TikToks that I listened to that were sent to me today. And I would like to play them on this podcast um, because I think the wording of them was, was so well explained that there was, it, it just made, it makes sense from a man's perspective on the situation. So the first one is from Justin Baldini, which is the gentleman from um, Jane the Virgin, and this was his uh, TikTok. I'm going to be playing it. 
All right, so I just went off a little bit on Twitter. So here's the deal. Women were sharing their stories of feeling unsafe in public and the various things that women have to do just to feel safe, like walking in their car at night. In response, the hashtag not all men started making the rounds. The idea is that not all men are bad. Not all men are rapists. Not all men, not all men, not all men, blah, 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 blah. Why is this so hard to understand? If women feel unsafe, then just listen. I know so many women who have to do crazy things just to feel safe to walk to their car at night, like hold their keys between their fingers like a weapon, like they're Wolverine, like carrying rape whistles or, or sirens or all sorts of things. Men have to do nothing like that to feel safe. So instead of saying not all men, we should say too many women. That's what- so that was the first one. And I thought that was really, really powerful. I thought that that was really interesting. Um, the second one is from somebody called Jack Edwards, and this was his. If you're a man saying not all men right now, you are part of the problem. You are not being accused. You are being asked for support. While all women feel scared, intimidated, nervous around all men, all men have more work to do. All men need to be calling out their mates for inappropriate comments, whether women are around or not. All men need to be creating a safer environment for all because 97% of women in the UK will be sexually harassed in their lifetime. So yes, all men. All men need to do better. All men need to work harder. I don't want to hear not all men. If you're a man... So so then this is the last one. Uh, This one is by No Limits Media. Time to do better. That includes you, that includes your dad, that includes me, that includes all men. If you don't know what's happened in the UK recently, Sarah was walking home and she was kidnapped and murdered. Since then, a lot of stats have come out, like 97% of the UK women have been sexually harassed. So that stat has come out and I'm seeing hashtag not all men. Are you crazy? Use your common sense. Even the percentage is not 100% and people are still saying, oh yeah, it's not all men. Of course it's not. Then you wonder why women get frustrated. You've told women to speak up. They've now spoken up and you're now trying to shoot them down. You've told them to speak up, they spoke up and you're now saying you don't believe them. And I'm seeing a lot of men trying to make excuses. Oh yeah, she did it to herself. Her skirt was too short. Are you crazy? A lot of you have sisters, mothers, grandmothers and you're there talking rubbish. You guys will deny, deny, deny until it happens to someone in your family. As men, we don't know how it feels to be a woman. So listen and try and understand. Listen to what they're saying. Understand what they're saying and do better. Listen up. Great. So, sorry, I'm still playing that. Um, Those three messages just hit home so much. I think that the support from great men is so good right now. I think that we, it's rallied us together, but it has hit a lot of women so emotionally. And I'm one of them. I think it's affected me in a way because I just feel like we should be okay. You know, we should be allowed to walk home safely by ourselves. There was um, a message going around on um, TikTok, uh, not TikTok, on Instagram. And it says, text me when you're home with a kiss. And the fact that we have to do that, the fact that we have to put WhatsApp location on when we're walking somewhere is, it's not acceptable. And I just, you know, I understand that the world is not a safe place and it's not a good place to be alone in. But I think it's just really woken up a lot of people to what's actually going on around us. And the fact that 97% of women in the UK have been sexually harassed, it's not good enough. And I really, really hope that 
it changes some things. It changes some conversations and maybe changes the way that women and violence are happening at the moment in our world. Um, I want this to be a better place. I want children. I don't have children. But I'm getting to an age now where it's something that's, that is is becoming more and more important to me. But do I want to bring children into the world like this? I don't know. Um, I don't really like talking about hard topics, you know, sex, religion, politics. Um, but this is just something that's truly triggered me. And it's something that I felt like I needed to say. Um, I didn't talk when Black Lives Matter happened because rightly so, I'm not affected by that in any way because I'm a white woman. I've grown up in a privileged home. I have never had hardship or being treated badly but this does fall to me this does fall to my agenda this does fall to my shoulders and it falls to me because I too have been petrified of walking home at night I too have been scared to I a couple of weeks ago not even a couple of weeks ago probably about a week and a half ago was standing on the train tracks waiting to go to a meeting and felt intimidated and, and concerned about a male on the, on the tracks. And I phoned my mom um, and I said to her, read my message. And I WhatsApped her going, I just feel uncomfortable with the person on the platform. We're on this platform alone. There's a lot of corners on the platform. I could have been pulled into a bathroom and I wanted to stay on the phone with my mom. I shouldn't have to do that in the middle of a work day. And I live in a pretty safe area. So I just think that it's time that change needs to happen. And I truly hope that this does change it. And I, I don't think that Sarah's family listened to my podcast, but if they do, um, she's in my thoughts and prayers. And I'm so sorry that something like this happened to her. Um, and especially from a policeman when that's the one place we felt safe. And I think that's why this has rocked so many women is that if we can't even trust that, what can we trust? And it's really freaking petrifying. But I just wanted to say it and I just wanted to talk about it and I just wanted to put it out there. And I don't want to like separate any men from this podcast in any possible way. I don't want this to be like, we hate men and this is the fucking end of it. That's not what I'm saying. I just... I think the more we talk about it, the more we bring it forward, the more change will, will, can be expected, you know, educates, we all need to educate ourselves and educate our friends and our family. Um, it's a very triggered topic, I think, at the moment for a lot of people. And I, and I do hope that if you're triggered by this, that you talk to me and tell me about it and tell me your opinion on it, because uh, love to, I'd love to hear it. And if you want to talk about your perspective, uh, male or female or and you know if you don't have a gender I'm open for you to come on my podcast and actually have this conversation so um yeah that's my say but I'm going to move on to something slightly happier which is Grey's Anatomy I'm absolutely freaking obsessed I can't stop watching it I literally cannot stop watching it yesterday I had Grey's Anatomy on my laptop I'm not what I told you what on my cell phone and I had the bloody football on the tv because I didn't want to miss either I'm like an obsessed child I'm now in season seven of Grey's Anatomy I can't stop watching it it is the most addictive show at the moment for me I am absolutely obsessed so if there's any anybody that hasn't seen it, if you start it, I promise you, you won't sleep until you get through it. I'm so involved now. And last week I was like, I'm just dipping my toes in. Well, this week I literally, I think I have a headache by my eyes every day because I haven't stopped watching the bloody TV. Um, 
like it all night trying to catch up with it and watch it so it's turning out to be a pretty pretty good show um i'm feeling i've got stuff going on in my life i'm just feeling a little bit stressed and overwhelmed and i think that this lockdown and i think the sarah thing has affected me to quite an extent but i'm just i'm feeling overwhelmed in quite a lot of areas um and I would rather be honest about it, rather talk about it because I'm not always going to be happy. I'm not always going to have great days and be bubbly and perfect and everything's fine. There's going to be days where I'm sad and upset and I just don't feel, I feel like nothing I'm doing is good enough. And the reasoning is I don't want to talk about the details of it. I'm just feeling very frustrated and I just feel like my best efforts are just not, not the best efforts. And I, I'm the type of person that, that puts my heart and soul into stuff and I try really, really, really hard. And then to get beaten down for a whole week, pretty much, I just feel like I'm just feeling very overwhelmed with it and I'm just feeling really stressed and anxious. And I spent all weekend feeling a little bit emotional and I'm just <laughs> I'm just feeling maybe I'm a little bit burnt out. I don't know if that's what it is. Um, I need maybe a little bit of a break. Um, but I'm trying to split up big tasks at the moment. You know, if the tasks, some of the tasks I'm dealing with are feeling a little bit overwhelming and I'm finding it difficult to start because I'm struggling to like feel like I need to, to, to do them and, and I know that they need to be completed. So I'm trying to break split tasks up to be less overwhelming and less stressful for myself. Um, I'm trying to give myself some more positivity, you know, take, take every day and like find something, three things that I'm thankful for in the day. And I've been trying to do this since Friday because I've just been feeling a little bit, a little bit like, like the, like the wind's been kicked out of my sails. That's how I feel. Um, you know, I'm trying to challenge some unhelpful un thoughts and, you know, trying to watch a couple of videos on, um, reframing and trying to like get away from unhelpful thought videos they're really helpful i'm trying to be a little bit more active i think i haven't really been leaving the house much i've just sort of like worked and worked and lived worked and lived um and it's just i think it is making me feel a little bit burnt out and i, I have this like nervous and happy energy at the moment so i'm trying to be a little bit more active get get some home workouts in do some home video workouts um and trying to talk to people, you know, my podcast is a platform for me to be me and for me to express the way I feel and talk about things that I want to talk about. And I'm, I use this platform to talk to you guys um, and you help me so much more than you'll ever understand because I get to just be myself and just be just James, you know, that's what I'm here for. So, but I have a really great family and I have a really great support structure with my friends and I feel like I can talk to them. I sort of had a good chat with a friend today about how I was feeling and she gave me some really good helpful advice. Um, and I'm just sort of planning ahead to sort of overcome some stressful days or events and creating a little bit of to-do list and a journey of things that I need to do and take care of to help me just feel a little bit better. Um, but if anybody out there is, is feeling a little bit stressful, then... I hope maybe some of these tips would help you out a bit um, on how to like get you through your stressful days. And I think also I've had a sort of a little situation where somebody lied to me about something um, that upset me. At the Again, the details of which are not important and they're not important to this podcast. Um, but, you know, some people, it's a survival instinct. You know, some people are afraid that if they don't lie, they risk like 
society turning against them, their rejection, isolation, losing what they have or not gaining new things. I mean, lying is, is something that happens, unfortunately. Um, and I mean, it, it, was a it wasn't a malicious lie. It was just a lie about certain details that were unnecessary to lie about. And I think that's what made me upset is that it was so unnecessary to lie about the details of it that it's sort of put my guard up and my walls up and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I don't trust this person. Why are you so like such a liar? Uh, what else do you lie about? Um, and I don't think it was meant maliciously in any possible way, but it has like upset me. You know, I'm not naive. I'm not an idiot. And the minute I saw it was a lie, it just like, it made me think, well, this person is not a trustworthy person, you know, um, maybe some people lie to you because they think I'm high maintenance, you know, uh, maybe my expectations are too high and you didn't want to upset me. Um, but, you know, I have a really high moral standard and a really high moral ground. And I just think that doing the right thing and just being honest is sometimes a little bit better, but, um, you know, I don't want to attract people that think that it's okay to lie to me or, um, you know, liars tend to attract liars and I don't see myself as a liar. So it, it offends me and upsets me when somebody does, um, you know, do people think I've got a scary personality? Do they not think that they can talk to me? You know, that, that, that all crosses your mind and somebody doesn't tell you the truth. Um, but it also makes you vulnerable because it upsets people when you lie to them, you know, especially if you're already feeling a little bit anxious or, you know, some people have suffered with depression and, um, you know, going through stuff in their own ways, but, and people sometimes lie to you because they are going through those things. If they are going through a difficult time and they're fragile, sometimes they protect themselves by not being, by not being truthful. Um, you know, a liar will always make a pause or delay before answering. They disconnect from behavior and words. They shield, put objects in front of their hands or themselves when they're lying to you. They can sometimes clear their throat when they're speaking. They can touch their face. Uh, if they fix their tie, straighten their jacket, you know, rearrange a piece of paper while they're standing in front of them. Often it's, it's sometimes signs of, of, of shifting behavior. Um, but, you know, I think that acting offended um, when somebody, you know, when, when you get accused of somebody lying to you, because also first off answers the question. Um, but how do you react? You know, you can do nothing, which is what I've done, but now I'm upset about it and going through it in my head and not winning much by calling that person out, but at the same breath, like, was it a fight even worth having? So, you know, you can use humor, you can interrogate and be defensive and ask a lot of questions to get all the details and force the lie to tell you the truth. You can call them out, um, you know, do it without damaging any self-esteem of the liar do it you know um but i think at the end of the day however you react um make sure that you just allow the defendant to admit to their wrongdoings without harsh accusations um you know we can i think there's you, what are the motives of trying to find the truth of it you know um are you still protecting yourself by finding out do you care what the answer is um you know i just think that we can all lie a lot 
And I have to admit that I, I haven't not ever told lies or, or white lies. And mostly we do it to protect ourselves. You know, sometimes you just really get caught. You don't get caught 50% of the time. You know, we, we ignore the conclusions and we sort of, we take disproportional risks, if you want to put it that way. Um, but sometimes, you know, some people lie about serious matters in order to get ahead, even if the consequences could cause the family or your money or your freedom. Um, we know how to avoid getting caught because even small kids lie. Um, but is it worth it? You know, next time before you lie, you know, think about the consequences. I don't think that this particular person that lied to me will I'll get let close to me again. Unfortunately, it's it's quite a sad situation because I quite quite enjoyed that person and that person's um, company really. But now I just kind of don't want to hang out with a liar. So we shall see. So I just kind of thought I just I just feel like I've had like a heavy week. Like there's so much like heavy conversation this week. Uh, but one of the things that I did get, which are pretty freaking cool, is a new face mask. And it was a really, really, really nice one. Um, I'm just trying to, I took a picture of it to actually talk about on this podcast. And do you think I can find the picture? No. Uh, what did I do with it? Oh my gosh, I don't even know what I did with the picture. I wish I'd got this all ready for you guys before this podcast. I didn't get Kendall's um uh, I didn't get Kendall's TikTok for you and I don't have the bloody picture of the face mask. I took a picture of it. I put it on my Instagram page for you guys, but a really, really nice face mask. Little like pharmacy brand one. It was great. It made my skin feel great. I did use it on Saturday. I still feel great. And it's now Monday, uh, Wednesday when you guys watch, listen, watch this, listen to this. Um, so yeah, I'll put that on my Instagram. Sorry, guys, I should be more prepared for my podcast. I just kind of knew what I wanted to talk about and I've rolled with it this week. So I'm, I'm winging it. I don't have any notes. I'm just winging it because I just kind of felt like I wanted to just talk this week. Um, last week's conundrum was by one of my lovely listeners. And I got so many nice responses that you guys loved the fact um, that it was uh, an a conundrum that came from a little child so i really really appreciate that so if you guys have got great conundrums please pass them on to me the conundrum was what's green but smells like blue paint and the answer is green paint so i loved that pod uh, love that podcast i loved that conundrum it really made my day this week's is what can't be put in a saucepan what can't be put in a saucepan so say, dm me answers on just james podcast which is just underscore james underscore podcast on instagram and I will certainly have a look at them and give you guys a shout out if you get them right next week. I, <laughs> I was a dumbass on the weekend. I, um, I make coffee with a um, espresso little machine, those little silver things that you fill the water at the bottom and then there's the, you put the coffee in and the, you turn the lid on and then it sort of suctions up through it. And then I love my coffee that way. I think it's like a Turkish coffee machine. I'll tell you what they're called. Um, but I love those. I, I actually love my coffee that way. And it makes a nice, strong coffee, which is exactly what I like. And uh, when to make on a Saturday morning, it's a Italian espresso. What's it called? Uh, da, 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 da. It's a Von Chef Italian espresso, espresso coffee maker. Um, 
you can buy them on Amazon as well. They're gorgeous. And went to make, make a cup of coffee on Saturday on the oven. And my oven is gaslit. And the gas was off. Couldn't, couldn't figure it out. Gas was off. So I told my mom and my stepdad, and I was like, oh, my God, i got no gas. And they said, well, phone the emergency line. I thought, oh, that's a bit extreme because I don't smell gas. There is no gas. So I phoned my supplier, which is Eon Gas. And I have to give them the review for this week because I called in. I did wait about 25 minutes to get through. And the lady on the other end was so helpful. She was so kind. She was laughing. She was friendly. She was amazing. Sort out the problem, said they'll get an emergency person. Don't worry about it. And off I went. And then I opened the hallway cupboard and realized that I had accidentally knocked the little um, lever that turns the gas on and off. So the minute I'd shoved it to the right position, gas was back on. It was my own fault. I had pulled something out of the cupboard the day before, and I must have in turn turned the gas off um and because i'm not a very frequent quick i didn't really notice it so phoned eon back i must say i did wait about half an hour to get through spoke to another lovely gentleman and would you believe he was just as freaking nice as the first lady laughed about the fact that it was me it wasn't actually an issue with the gas he said don't worry leave it with them turn it off and that is it was so noted how nice the service was on two occasions from two different people that I really, really love the service that I got from them. So if you are looking for any gas suppliers, honestly, gas and electric suppliers, look at Eon because I was so impressed. Uh, and they definitely, definitely get my shout out for this week. I My social media minute is a lovely brother, two brothers, uh, Nikki and Gabe. And Gabe is... Um, is a lovely boy with Down syndrome. And Nikki, his older brother, has does these TikToks with the two of them. And they have the sweetest interactions. They're just the sweetest two brothers together. They're on TikTok as Nikki, N-I-C-K-Y and Gabe, A-N-D-G-A-B-E. And they are just the bloody cutest brothers in the world. You just want to be friends with both of them. They're just such lovely boys. And the content is so, it's just so heartfelt and so genuine. It's so lovely. And I would really, really recommend following them because it just, they make my day every time I see a TikTok from them. I really like them. Um, they may be on Instagram. I'm not quite sure. I don't really follow them on there. But guys, I know this week's podcast has been slightly heavy on the down upsetting side but sometimes like i said you know we're we're all human we all go through stuff and my feelings this week are slightly deeper than normal um you know i think that we all have bad weeks and we're all allowed to feel things but you know if you've learned over the years that when one's mind is made up this diminishes fear and i think some decisions were made this week and I hope that you guys make good decisions this week and make decisions that are going to change your life and make you happy I hope you all dream of puppies and we will see you next Wednesday goodbye